Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where every week we talk about how you can bring your creative dreams to life. My name is Cole. My name is Adam. And this week, our episode is brought to you by Wireframe. It's a creative podcast from Adobe. Now, Cole, when you go work out, do you do a lot of cardio? Um, I do as little cardio as possible. Yeah? But I do jump in the pool most days. And do you think that you should do more cardio? I probably should do more cardio. And should the average person do more cardio? I'm quite confident the answer to that is yes. Right. So in Wireframe, there is an episode that I just listened to this week, and it's about the ways that creative UX design can get people to do more cardio. So they talk about things like Peloton and Mirror, and even there's a lifting machine that is called Tonal, Mm -hmm. and it's all at-home workout equipment, but they use UX design to try to get people into like a habit loop of doing more cardio. It's one of the cool things about Wireframe is that they're looking at things that we might encounter in our everyday lives and they're talking about how those things and the ways that they're designed actually affect the user experience and how user experience really gets people to engage or sometimes not engage with things. Yeah, and I really liked this episode because they kind of pop between interviews of people who have become really hooked on using things like Peloton. And then they also talk to a guy who doesn't use it at all. And he actually uses a GPS to track his runs and he'll go out and draw pictures using the path of his runs, which I thought was pretty funny. So they have a brand new season out. You can find all of the information in the show notes for this entrepreneur episode. So click on that and take a look at Wireframe. And thanks again for Wireframe for supporting this episode. And now getting into the entrepreneur episode, this one is all about different ways that technology can help you be more creative. Yeah, we encounter technology all the time, obviously, in our lives now. Um, And it really is part of everything that we do, including our creative lives. And so today we want to talk about a few helpful ways that both Adam and I have looked at technology and how that technology has supported our creative process and the environments that we create in. And then maybe also some ways that we can put creativity, uh, sorry, technology aside from time to time and uh, create just more analog. Yeah. So the first thing that I have here about how to use technology to be more creative is using it to transform your space. For example, if you have like a home studio or a bedroom that you kind of double as an art room, find ways to make it feel more creative. Like smart devices are getting a lot cheaper and a lot better. And so you can get lights, you can get a smart speaker. And of course, you can just make ambience in your room using different colored lights. But one thing that I like to do, if I'm working on a certain type of song, maybe I will use the lights and kind of change them to fit the mood of the song. Or if I'm working on like some 3D artwork, sometimes I'll play music and change the lights so it almost feels cinematic in the room. I'll use, just for example, the Tron soundtrack. If I'm working on like a piece of art that's kind of futuristic, I'll just play that soundtrack and have the lights kind of colored like with blues and oranges like Tron. And it kind of gets you in that headspace. Yeah, I have these two like LED tubes in my room that um, I can change the colors of. And then I also have a few smart lights in my room as well. So I just have a few preset kind of looks, if you will, um, depending on what I'm working on or if I'm about to record a video. It's really nice to be able to kind of get technology out of the way by having some presets for me. And I can just say, hey, 
I don't want to say that too loud. You don't want to trigger anyone's uh, devices. Yeah. Um, And just kind of call out what kind of look I want. And that that for me actually is one of the big points about technology. Uh, I I experienced it a lot kind of in the music world and like writing songs and, and making music is at first I felt when I was getting into kind of more like producing my own songs and stuff, I felt a little bit of pressure to learn all the technology and like it was kind of at the time when reason was a big thing and people were making beats on reason and that kind of thing. And it was like, you know what? I need to learn all of this because this is just a tool of being a musician. And ultimately I felt like that technology was getting in the way of me being able to create in a way that felt like a flow. So I, that's a piece of technology that I kind of ended up stepping away from and not using Um, So I think that's an important balance is there are some pieces of technology that we can kind of pre-program and help create a compelling environment. And then maybe there are also other things that we just kind of learn along the way that that those pieces of technology get in the way and we can kind of put them aside for a minute. Oh, that's definitely true. And something that I've kind of picked up over the last year especially is using your phone a lot more than maybe you think that you can. Like, for example, I use my phone now to do probably 90% of my video editing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's an app that I use called InShot, which I use to cut up all kinds of video. I subtitle things. Really, any any video editing that I need, I can get the footage onto my phone and just use it right there. And it's already on my phone to post on Instagram, things like that. You know, cutting out unnecessary steps along the way, like import this into your computer, put it in Dropbox, go download it again. If you're putting all these barriers to getting the work done and all these unnecessary steps, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot more motivation to actually go do it. Yeah. At first I was like, no way am I editing video on my phone. It's just like such a hassle. But honestly, I'm in the same spot now where I edit way more video on my phone than I ever do on a computer. And the, one of the reasons that works is because most of the video that any of us publish is made for a digital platform. It's made for a mobile device. And so actually I think the editing process has just gotten way better by having our phone with us. Like I have the iPhone 11 pro, which has the, like the three different lenses. It has the 0.5, it has the one, it has the two. So it allows me to get a variety of kinds of shots. Like when I go and create a video with a performing arts organization, a lot of times I'll shoot some of that video on the 0.5 or, you know, sometimes we work on mural projects. When I go get footage of the mural project, I'll shoot that on the 0.5. And then I have all this wide angle video on my phone and I can just drop it into an app and edit it really quickly. And by the time like I'm home and have spent some time editing like I, I it's just it's super fast and it's n- native for the way it's going to be distributed in the end anyway oh definitely i mean i was going out to film some of those murals that were getting put up at ucf uh-huh. and i just sat down on a bench and threw the edit together within 10 minutes of yeah. being done filming like you know you don't have to pull out your laptop and do all that and yeah. also something about using your phone just it's kind of all intuitive now like all the apps are starting to work the same way. There's not a lot of learning curve really when it comes to most of this stuff. So you can just kind of pull out your phone and most apps are going to work, you know, the way that you expect them to, especially if you have like an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, honestly, one of the things I use my phone for a lot is just notes. So I have an entire folder in my notes app 
that's just creative ideas. And I have given myself the freedom to like just come upon, stumble upon ideas in the normal course of life. And it's really easy for me to just open that folder in my notes app, start a note. And sometimes it's like a sentence that I write. Sometimes it's paragraphs that I write. And it's just one of those things where, you know, we talk about being struck by inspiration. It's just really nice to have a spot where I know I am sourcing all of those. I'm putting those there. So when I want to like, oh, I once had this idea, I want to go back to it. I know it's going to be in that creative ideas folder. I can also just go back to that folder from time to time and scroll through some of those notes and see what they're like and see if I want to develop any of those ideas any farther. And also sometimes those ideas would just naturally in the course of life come back up because I'm encountering the problem again or I'm inspired in the same way. And I can just go back right to that note that I had started before and add to it. And so I think even something as simple as the notes app is a really helpful technology tool to help us along the way in a creative process. Yeah, and if people don't know, there's actually a way to share your notes with somebody too. So a lot of the stuff that we work on together, it's just the little outline of a person with like a plus sign. And if you hit that and type someone's name in, it'll text them the link to the note and that will stay in their notes app and they update live together. So it kind of cuts out a lot of apps that are redundant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, every, every note sharing app in the world kind of is redundant now that that exists. Yeah. And Apple iPhones have a lot of things like that where, you know, you can text voice memos back and forth. You can just drop files right in. So I find myself using a lot less third-party stuff because of that, yeah. which makes it a lot easier. I mean, just this week we had a video shoot and we did all the prep and a, a note and then Adam just shared that note with me and the video producer who was shooting all the content. And it's just so easy and simple. And it's kind of like getting away from the bulkiness of some tools and just using something as simple as a as an app like Notes. Yeah, definitely. And also, if you are someone who is going to be creating a lot on your phone, definitely one thing that I would look into, which we both have, is the DJI Osmo gimbal mm-hmm. for your phone. Because when it comes to video... A lot of it is not so much what lens or camera you have, but how stable the footage is. Like you can have an amazing camera, but if you're just holding it in your shaky hands, you know, it's not going to look as professional, but you can get an iPhone with 4K now. And if you have it flying in and out on a really smooth handheld, you know, it's like a handle basically for your phone, but it has a gyroscope in it that keeps it stable. If you don't know what I'm talking about. And that has been a game changer for video. Yeah. People will be like, oh, this looks amazing. Yeah. It's like, well, it's my phone, but it's it looks like a steady cam. Yeah, we recently got hired to do a shoot for um, this kind of shopping and entertainment district here in Orlando called um, Point Orlando. And we had our friend Alex come and shoot all the video on his like 4K HD camera. But we also like I also had my gimbal and my cell phone and I was shooting vertical video and delivered all that to the client as well, just as like, I was there directing, but it's also really simple for me once we started shooting to just like pick up the gimbal, have my phone on it, and shoot some kind of additional footage that was vertically oriented, and is just the added bonus that I could give to the client, which was really nice. Yeah, no, I mean, the phone definitely slept on. And then the third thing that I did want to talk about is not using technology as a way to boost your creativity. You know, we hear a lot about, you know, get this app, get this new piece of equipment, but there's something about limiting the technology that kind of forces you to just sit down and create. 
So like one example with you talking about creating music and trying yeah. to produce it at the same time, you start to get cluttered and tinkering with how many tracks and EQ compression, all this and that. But when you sit down at a piano and you just have your voice and a piece of paper, all you can do is write. Yeah. You're not recording anything. You're not doing any of that. You're just writing the song like that can be really productive time, mm-hmm. you know, put away all the extra tools. And yeah, I, actually, I think music is a really great example of that. And actually, um, you know, the last two years I've released some, some new songs too. And I totally changed my process for that. And in fact, all of that I did just the way you described, which is just make the song on the piano, like an acoustic piano in my dining room and um, put lyrics and melody to it. And then you and I got together and that's really when kind of all the production elements happen. So I think even understanding when a piece of technology can be introduced into the creative process is helpful as well. Right. I mean, how many songs do we all have that don't have a second verse written, but they have all this production and a guitar solo and, uh, you know, we're changing the snare sample 50 times. It's like, write the second verse, go sit down with the guitar and write it, like write the lyrics, finish, finish the song. Yeah. You know, I saw, um, even if you are using technology and producing and recording, I saw John Mayer had posted a studio photo and I noticed on the wall there was a piece of computer paper. Someone had typed out no laptops in the control room. And I feel like that even, you know, you are producing and recording, but it's like if you're in a collaboration with a bunch of people Mm -hmm. and you're sitting there on your laptop typing away, like you're going to miss a lot and that session's going to fly kind of over your head. So I thought that was interesting that he had, you know, no laptops, no phones, just work on the music. Or if you need to go do something else, go out in the lobby and do it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a fun way to think about it. Like you're, you're at work. Yeah. You know, if you're at your desk job, sitting on your laptop or on your phone, not listening to what's going on during a meeting, you're going to catch some eyeballs. Well, that happens too. That happens. But (laughs) you know, when you're, when you're in the thick of it, you want to have everyone focused and engaged. Exactly. No laptops in the studio. I might have to print one of those out. Yeah. You know, technology, no technology, the presence of it, the absence of it. I think a lot of it comes down to what we talk a lot a lot about here, which is intentionality. Um, don't just stumble into life. Don't just stumble into your work. Don't just stumble into your creativity. Be intentional about approaching it and understand the tools that are available and how they help and sometimes how they might get in the way. And then just make intentional decisions about um, and how we engage in our own creative process. Yeah. So if you have any ways that you use technology that you think are interesting, uh, feel free to DM us on Instagram. Hit us up with that. Uh, that's at Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, and other than that, big thanks to Wireframe for supporting this episode as always. We'll see you next week. Yep. See ya. All right. Have a good one.